Hello, everybody. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Talking Dead for this week. This is episode 15. Jason, it's another milestone for us, I'd say. Uh, it's a group of five. It's a group of five. I, I mentioned episode 10 as a milestone, and now I'm happy to uh, mention episode 15. So every five, we're going to hit a, a, a grouping of five milestones. Well, sure, but the next one will be 20, and then maybe 30, and then maybe 50, if we go that long. You got, the, you which, got them planned out, do which you? Which hopefully we do. Well, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we do. Uh, no, after this, I might not bring it up again. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Play it by ear. Uh, so listen, we have all kinds of great news this week. This might be, speaking of milestones, this might be the biggest show we have done to date. The newsiest. We've got... Is that a word? Newsiest? Newsiest. The most well, newsful? The most news-filled episode of this program oh. yet okay that's that's english we've got a casting update we've got all kinds of directors and writers announced we've got interviews we've got comic-con details we've got mtv going to the set wow all that and more coming up right after this <laughs> nothing right, i got right I after got, what nothing i got nothing i was all excited <laughs> I there i thought something was going to happen <laughs> no i just thought it sounded good to say all that right after this stay tuned for more stay tuned for right now <laughs> <laughs> that's right stay tuned for right now you never know what might happen okay let's stop screwing around and wasting time and get right into it so right. okay we're going to kick it off with our casting update like we usually do we have some more information here most of it comes from the imdb we have kyle jewett as zombie Ooh, zombie uncredited no less <laughs> according to the imdb that's fair yeah that's fair so this is somebody who i guess who's working as a zombie extra and uh you know they they maybe are a known actor all right i have a rat hole i want to go down here not known but you know an actor as opposed to a professional extra usually people go down rat holes and they don't mean to but in this case i really really want to go down this rat hole i know it's a long show so i'll be quick and i'll even bring up my topic right now who updates imdb is it like a wiki that anybody can add information? Yes. Okay. So this guy went in and added himself as on the on the show? Yeah, pretty much. All right, good. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure of the exact dynamics of who maintains IMDb. It's not, I don't think, quite like the Wikipedia where it is totally user-generated content. The IMDb has uh, moderators, but I think, uh, I don't know if anybody can edit a page. You edit your own page. So My you, own page. Well, you, if, as an actor, you have a page or a profile in the IMDb, right. if you were an actor, say, and you would modify that. You're responsible for adding your own roles and pictures oh, and stuff like so that. So I could associate myself with The Walking Dead. I think so. I think you can. You can associate yourself with the show, but you can't modify The Walking Dead's page, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. And there's probably some sort of editorial staff that checks some of that stuff, right? So in this case, yeah, Kyle probably decided, hey, I'm going to be an actor. I was on that Walking Dead show as a zombie for three seconds. I may not have been on camera, but I'm in the show. Right. Oh, but, well, good for Kyle. Yeah, but, but we're reporting it here anyways. Next, we've got Maddie Lomax as Eliza and Noah Lomax as Lewis. They've got to be kids, right? Or Louis. Yeah, they're kids, assuming a relationship, uh, although I don't really have to assume. If you look on their IMDb pages, there's pictures of them together. They look like they're twins. Well, they're probably uh, the twins then. Probably. But Eliza and Lewis are new names. 
So new characters, new names, I don't know. Um, as far as I could tell, they're locals, again, from Atlanta. None of them, neither of them had really any acting experience. I think Noah, maybe, had been in one or two other bit parts in commercials, probably, but mm. I'm not really sure. <clears throat> we've Next, we've got Shannon Brinson. Uh, and I didn't write down who she's playing, so maybe it wasn't listed, but I'm going to think another zombie extra. Probably. The last one here is the interesting one. According to a poster on the Walking Dead fan club's uh, message board, we have Madison Lintz as Sophia. For those of you who don't remember, she is the daughter of Carol, who is eventually adopted by Glenn and Maggie. So she's a prominent character in the, right. in the comic. Hmm. The other interesting thing here that Zombo, the name of the poster on the Walking Dead fan club message board, the other thing he said is that we're going to get a flashback to see the death of Sophia's father, which we don't see in the comic book. Oh, right. And finally, the most interesting part about it is it said, he said it's to come in episode number four, which is the one written by Robert Kirkman. Oh, that actually opens up a door. That is very interesting. It does. It means that Kirkman might actually be providing new storylines for the show that he may, for, for whatever reason, intended to put in the book and didn't, or simply just didn't come up with at the time, and he's kind of amending his own work here. Well, everybody that uh, comes up with a creative uh, subject, creative whatever, you know, you write something, and then if you get to go back and revisit it, Obviously, you're going to think of new things and have new ideas, and this is uh, this points to that, which is fantastic. Sure, and we we've talked about that. I mean, we've talked, we we've mentioned in previous episodes how uh, you know Kirkman has the opportunity to do things here with some characters that he hasn't gotten to write about in a long time for yep. a variety of reasons. Not only that, but also just having all the extra minds, you know, lending ideas to the TV show, yep. where you know he's been the sole writer pretty much as far as I know on the comic for since you know since it started and just having a different perspective you know going back all, after these all these years and uh, looking at those characters again and wanting to flesh them out a little bit more yeah exactly there's nothing wrong with doing that that's fantastic so that's exciting we've got uh, Madison Lynn's rumored to play Sophia I should note that that is a rumor that's not listed anywhere except on the Walking Dead fan club message board by one of the posters and on our podcast and here <laughs> but <laughs> We are rumor mongers. And we're actually mentioning it. That's right. Actually mentioning it. Finally, uh, we reported a few episodes ago that Michael Rooker is going to be on the show. He refers to Frank Darabont as his new best friend. I don't know why that is. Well, Maybe it's nice just... to have a new best friend every sure, once in a while. Sure, I guess so. Maybe just because he's giving him a role on a hotly anticipated TV show. We now know that he is going to be playing a character named Merle. Well, that kind of fits. He looks like a Merle. I think he does look like a Merle. <laughs> and Merle's a good name. Merle's an okay name. That's what is in. That's what you're naming your kids when your son when he's born, right? Merle Haggard. That's right. There you go. Um, so Merle is another new character. Um, if I were to take a guess, I don't think Michael Rooker is going to be a regular on the show. I, if I were to take a guess, Merle might be a character who is working with uh, Rick pre-zombie apocalypse, maybe a police officer. You think so? Well, Merle doesn't sound like a cop name, but, you know, maybe. What do you mean, doesn't sound like a cop name? Well... I'm sure cops have all kinds of names. I'm sure they do, and they're probably like Rick and Lance and... and Sally and... <laughs> and other... Harriet. Other female names. Harriet the cop. <laughs> Why not, right? Constable Harriet. Why not? So, Merle, and 
you know, I don't think he's a zombie character because he has a name. I Merle? don't think the zombies get names. No, they don't name, you know, Merle. The you know, It could be formerly Merle or the late Merle, like we said last time. <laughs> the late Merle. But uh, usually they don't, they don't name zombies. So I'm thinking not a regular character, possibly someone potentially who they meet and is, is killed off fairly quickly, uh, or someone pre-apocalypse working with uh, Rick. Okay, it could be all of the above. You it, know, it could be Merle worked with Rick before the apocalypse, then died, and then uh, in episode four, he shows up as a zombie. Yeah, could be that too. Oh my God, it's Merle. And now I got to shoot him in the face. And now I got to shoot Merle in the face. Yeah, you never know. And because it's Michael Rooker, he probably had, if that's the case, he probably had lots of fun donning the zombie makeup and yep. shuffling Get, Getting shot in the face. He, did you saw... Slither with him, right? I did. With Nathan Fillion yeah, and him. It was good. Yeah, and he turned into that big alien gelatinous blob that they eventually blew up at the end. Yep. So, I mean, that <laughs> I, I hesitate to even call that makeup because it was more of a giant suit. <laughs> it was a prosthetic. Right, and it was enormous, and then his little face was sticking out of it, and he probably <laughs> had some makeup on his face. So he's no stranger to wearing bizarre costumes and strange makeup. All right, well, let's hear it from Merle. Merle. All right, now we've got big, big news coming up next. Frank Darabont uh, has revealed the writers and the directors for all six of the first season episodes. That's awesome. So I'm going to run through the directors first. The first one, directed by Frank Darabont. Hooray! We know him. We do. The second one, Michelle McLaren, another director that we knew was on board. Yep. She's done Breaking Bad Next Files. I think we reported on that last week. We did, yeah. Number three, episode three, Gwyneth Horton Payton. Horder. Sorry, Gwyneth Horder Payton. Done The Shield and Alstar Galactica. Also good. Have you watched The Shield? I have not watched The Shield. But we watched a lot of BSG. I watched the hell out of Best Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yes, we did. Or Battle Guitar Stalactica, as I like to call it. Battle Guitar. <laughs> Nothing like a good battle guitar That's every right. now and then. Um, episode number four, Johan Ren Renk. Renick? Renk. Rink. Also, who's done Breaking Bad. Good. So AMC is staying close to home here for a lot of these people. Yep. Breaking Bad's my favorite show right now. And it's good uh, stuff. I'm, I'm happy to see that some of those awesome directors are coming on board. Episode number five of The Walking Dead will be directed by Ernest Dickerson. That's a good name. Yes, it is. <laughs> e. Dickerson. Um, he's done The Wire and Dexter. I like Dexter. You're a big fan of Dexter. Big fan of Dexter. How would you, how would you rate the directing of Dexter? Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. I would rate it Dexter-tastic. Dexterific. That's good. I mean, it's as good as any show on TV. It's probably better. better, yeah. I haven't watched Dexter, but... You should. I've, I've been meaning to. Finally, episode six, directed by a man named Guy Furland. Also a good name. Who's done The Shield and Sons of Anarchy. Now, I have not watched many of these shows, Breaking Bad and BSG and, of course, X-Files, which is about 50% of the ones listed, I there guess. There you go. Um... All of which are shows that I absolutely love. Breaking Bad, I think especially, is especially well-directed, so it's great to see a couple of those directors coming on board. Um, and Dexter, like we said, is great. And The Wire, if Dave was here, he would talk about The Wire. Yeah, he's a big fan of, of The Wire. Very favorably. He's a huge fan. And, and I've heard everybody who watches it loves it. I plan on watching it someday. <laughs> someday. Yeah. <laughs> it's on my list of things to watch someday. Bottom line is we have... Six fantastic directors here, starting with the man himself, Frank Darabont. Yep. The writers for all six episodes. Number one and two, Frank Darabont. 
Good. Now, that leads me to believe that we have a two-part pilot coming. He probably wrote it as one pilot episode, and they're right. filming it as two, two episodes. Right, and he only directed the first half? He only directed the first half. Okay. Yeah, it's Michelle McLaren did the, sec- did the second half. But I'm thinking because he wrote it, he's written it as one consistent story, um, you know, that, uh, that they're filming or filming at once and releasing as two distinct episodes. Well, that makes sense. I think so. It's not uncommon to do that. The other option is here we're going to get both of those on one night and we'll have a two-hour premiere. That would be really good. That would be really cool. I would, I would like that very much. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, episode number three, written by Frank Darabont, Charles Egli, Jack Loguidice, oh and that's it. Nice. Um, Chick has worked on The Shield. Chick, which is short for Charles. I, is that a British thing? I, I don't know. I don't know from British links, things. I thought that the short form of Charles in Britain was Chaz. Or Chuck. That's, no, that's American, Chuck. I in, called my brother Chuck for years. Is his name Charles? No, it's Jeff. That doesn't work then. It was strange. No, I'm pretty sure the American short form of Charles is Chuck. Or Chaz. Char- or Charlie. American. And the, and the British one is Chaz. Okay. And I don't know where Chick come from, comes from. So anyways, he's done The Shield and Dexter. Um, Jack Loguidice has done Sons of Anarchy. I don't know Sons of Anarchy. Have you? I've, to be honest, never heard of it. I might have to check it out. If this list is anything to go by, it's something I need to check out. Yep. Because there's nothing on here that isn't good, in my opinion. No, exactly. There's nothing on here that, that, doesn't, that sounds bad. All these shows people seem to... Either you like, I like, or Dave likes. Exactly. And <laughs> Dave probably likes Sons of Anarchy. He's probably you know, yelling at the, uh, his iPod right now uh, that uh, we don't know what that is. He probably does. Um, episode number four, we know this already, written by Robert Kirkman. Now, he wrote some comic books, I think. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. I think so. Um, can't take credit for that joke. It was, uh, it was the, uh, the uh, it blog post that I took this from. Uh, they made that joke. Oh, good for them. Good joke. Um, episode five, Glenn Mazzara from The Shield and Hawthorne. Again, something I haven't heard of. No. And finally, number six, Adam Fierro from oh, The Shield, Fierro, yeah. Dexter, and 24. 24. I've seen them all. You have, eh? I have. You like 24. I do like 24. Do you know... How many episodes were directed by Adam Fierro? Uh, oh, I've, I've typed that in a number of times. Yes. Like, you, you know, I buy the episodes, I capture them, uh, I, I burn them to... Rip them to the computer and encode them for stuff, and I type in the directors and stuff. And I've typed in that name a number of times. There you go. That is good news. So that is all the directors and the writers for the whole six-episode run. Got some that, great... That's solid. Got some solid that stuff. Is in very there. solid. Definitely. I mean, you know, directors and writers, especially for TV, are not nearly as well known as their movie counterparts, right? Right. Most of the time, TV directors are sort of unknown writers too. They're the unsung heroes of the great shows. To, to you and me. <clears throat> well, to you and me. In their own circles, they're huge. Oh, of course. I'm sure as a writer on Battlestar Galactica or Breaking Bad, you're, you know, you're a superstar. Yeah, but I mean, also directors, unless you're like James Cameron, you know, a lot of people don't know from directors either. Yes and no. I mean, there's, there's a lot of household name directors for movies, like tons. Yeah, George Lucas. uh, (laughs) Well, we could sit here all night probably (laughs) listing them off, but uh, TV. Martin Scorsese. I mean, how many, how many, you know, world renowned TV directors can you name? 
Well, what do we got here? We got the, <laughs> yeah, we can Michelle name the, McLaren. Six, the six on this <laughs> list. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you have to judge these people on their credentials, really, and what they've done before. And I think Breaking Bad, The X-Files, BSG, The Wire, Dexter, and so on are all shows that are immensely popular and positions The Walking Dead to do very well if these people's uh, you know, past credentials are anything to, to uh, base it on. I, I would agree with that. Okay. Moving right along. All right, what do we got, got next here? We've got an interview. Uh, speaking of directors, Michelle McLaren did an interview with AMC. This is part of their, um, oh, what do they call that series? I can't remember. Dispatches from the set. Right. This is part of that. She, she did an interview. I got a couple of quotes here on how she came to the project. She says, AMC ad- introduced me to Frank Darabont and Gail Ann Hurd, who's a producer, who really like Breaking Bad. Although The Walking Dead is a very different show to Breaking Bad, they mentioned incorporating some of the pace and style. Yee. I don't know. I think Breaking Bad's so awesome. Well, it is so it's... awesome. I'm just thinking about the pace and style of Breaking Bad. There's some moments in that television show that are kind of uh, that would fit rather well in a zombie apocalypse, like episode two of Breaking <laughs> Bad, where they try and, spoiler alert, dissolve a body in a bathtub. Sure. And it well, doesn't go so well. It was gory and doesn't go so well. But I mean, nasty. The the sort of style and aesthetic of Breaking Bad is so cool. It's one of the things that make the show really, really entertaining yeah. for me. And I think that's neat that they're gonna that she might bring some of that to to The Walking Dead. Oh, they're putting thought into things that uh, just make this show such a good idea, and it's just it's gonna <laughs> it's just gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, on shooting her episode, this is a bit of a longer quote, so bear with me. She says, I love to shoot wide graphic shots. So we had many moments in shooting this episode where we'd make choices because it was like a graphic novel, or it reminded us of the comic. Even though we got some in, I would have liked to have had time to shoot more long lens shots. I know Frank really likes that look, look, but it does take longer when you're in certain situations. And this episode really required a lot of action, so things were a bit more frenetic and fast-paced. Cool. <clears throat> Which means there's probably a lot of up-close shaky cam. Yep. But um, I will reserve judgment for having actually seen it because I've never seen a TV show that uses that style to such an extent and in such a bad way as some big big movies do. I, yeah. You know? and, I, and I really, really am a fan of long-lens shots for uh, still photography and uh, in TV and movies. Like that really short... Uh, that really shallow depth of field where all the, the background is very blurred and, uh, you know, you just have whatever's in focus is, you know, sharply in focus. And then, you know, you move a few feet in front or back and that, uh, whatever that it becomes blurry background. Yeah. And that, that's fantastic. That's, that's really cool. You can do a lot of neat stuff with in camera, you know, effects yeah. like adjusting focal length and, and strange zooms and pans and stuff like that. I mean, I'm no cameraman, but uh, I've seen some pretty amazing stuff done. It sounds like sounds like she's got a pretty cool style that she likes to use and is bringing some of that to this show. Awesome. <clears throat> Pardon me. We need a cough button. I do you need a cough button. You and I are both coughing. I know. It's terrible. I'm all, my throat's all dry for some reason. Okay. Um, just out today, so this is somewhat breaking news, but MTV uh, had a set visit. Ooh. And they are the first blog, I guess. I mean, it's on the MTV blog. Um, first one to have video from the set. So they had a little short interview with um, Kirkman, with today? Frank Darabont. I thought I saw some news about that a few days ago. It might have come out late last night. 
but I, I only heard about it this morning. Hmm. So I don't know. I might have been psychic. <clears throat> you could have been psychic. I could have been slow. Who knows? Maybe a little of both. Oh seven nineteen. That's today, right? It's tomorrow, isn't it? No, it didn't come out in the future, dude. <laughs> Wait a minute. What day is it? <laughs> I think today's the 19th. Okay. Anyhow, they went to the set. They had some video. There was all kinds of great stuff. I just watched it before, before we came down here to record this. They have shots of video of a lot of the stuff that we've seen in still pictures already. So right. um, a lot of the zombie crowds, the tank, the burnt out bus, some of the just general destruction around the streets of Atlanta. It was really, really neat looking. It was really cool. They had Robert Kirkman doing a brief interview, and I have three quotes from him here. So the first one is, we have blocks of Atlanta shut down here, and there's a tank behind me if you can't see it, Kirkman told MTV News. Just the scale of everything. Everything is being done exactly the way I would have wanted it, and it's better than I could have ever imagined it. The whole thing is just amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So the man is excited. Yeah, it sounds like it. (laughs) From what I gather from that, Sounds like he's loving every minute of it. He also says, I think the fans of the comic are going to really love this show, and fans of the zombie genre who don't know anything about the comic are going to be really, really thrilled, added Kirkman. Nice. Again, he's just excited, and he's going on and on about it. But if he's excited, I'm bound to be excited. Yeah, if he's excited, I'm excited. All right. Why don't you read the last one to mix it up a little? All right. Uh, The cool thing about it is, Frank... uh, No, can't read. The cool thing about it is, Frank Darabont... Uh, everything that he's doing <clears throat> is him looking at the book and going, I think there's something here that would make it better, uh, said Kirkman, and I'll be damned if he's not right every time. Brings us back to our, our old discussion about modifying the source material and having other people lend their skills to it. And Again, sounds like that's happening in a good way. Awesome. All right, so full Comic-Con details. As we know, we talk about it each week for the last couple of weeks. Comic-Con in San Diego is coming up. The Walking Dead is going to have a huge presence there. Yeah. Last week, we reported the time and location of the panel, as well as the panelists who would be there. It's most of the primary cast. Now we've got a whole bunch more information about what AMC and The Walking Dead are doing at the show. To list it off, attendees will have an opportunity to get zombified by visiting the Walking Dead booth and putting themselves into a zombie scene from the series via a touchscreen, and AMC will email the photo to them. So I guess they take a picture, they insert themselves into a, some sort of predefined background, and then they get an email with the picture. Nice, and somebody will draw zombie stuff on them, on their face? If they're going to be zombified. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. They wouldn't just be standing there. Yeah, because then they would be survivor-fied. Survivor-fied. <laughs> then it would just be a picture. <laughs> a picture of them with zombies in the background. AMC will distribute a limited edition The Walking Dead series posters from internationally recognized movie poster artist Drew Struzan. Now, I actually have heard of this guy. He's a poster <clears throat> genius. He's a poster genius. He's done Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, Blade Runner, Hellboy, and lots more. Those There's are the ones some pretty I iconic posters. There certainly are, and there, he has a style that uh, you would certainly recognize. So The movie poster style? The movie poster he style. He kind of defined the style. If you're looking at Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, you know, Hellboy, yeah. those, that, that defines the movie poster style, in it, my opinion. I would say so. He does amazing work, and it's really exciting to hear him, hear the fact that he's doing some movie, uh, poster work for the show. That is good. I would love to get one of those. When I have my new movie room, ready in my house that I'm currently building. Yeah. A Walking Dead poster from Drew Struzan would be awesome. That would be awesome. Awesome. 
Um, an autograph session will take place with Andrew Lincoln, John Bernthal, Sarah Wayne Callies, Frank Darabont, Robert Kirkman, Greg Nicotero, and Gail Ann Hurd in the Image Comics booth. Ooh. So if you really want an, an autograph from effects supervisor Greg Nicotero or producer Gail Ann Hurd, that's the place that's to go. That's the place to go. <laughs> that's right. Um, most people would probably line up for Andrew, John, Sarah, Frank, and probably Robert. Yeah. Everybody else. <laughs> Well, but I hey. wouldn't mind a Greg Nicotero no, man. signed uh, zombie face of some kind. A zombie print with his signature? That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. That'd be very cool. Gail Ann Hurd, better known for her Terminator work, I think. Maybe get a Terminator poster signed by her. That'd be good. That'd be cool, too. Um, AMC will be distributing limited edition The Walking Dead series buttons. Nice. Exciting. Buttons are always good. Buttons. Everyone loves buttons. I love buttons. AMC will have The Walking Dead walkers around the convention center and booth. So they're just going to have zombies... Walking around. Oh, they're not going to be like walkers like uh, little old ladies use to cross the street and stuff. That's what I thought. And, you know, <laughs> zombie walkers. Like, what? You can, you can just approach. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Just approach one, rent it for a while, and, and hobble around. That's right. Okay. Well, because zombies, you know, they, after a while, you know, when their limbs start to rot off, they really can't walk all that good. So a walker might be a, you know, a convenient thing to have. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Brain's not working today. I'm going to assume that those are people in zombie makeup walking around, probably with some sort of give out, uh, I mean, giveaway yeah. or T-shirt on or something like that. You know, I've, I've worked in the, uh, the live entertainment business, and usually what we call those is strollers. Strollers. Which is the same kind of thing, but only for babies, right? Uh, but you have, you know, strolling clowns, strolling uh, minstrels, what have you. So strolling zombies would be... Uh, you know, the standard way I would think of actors in costume walking around interacting with uh, crowds. But a strolling zombie kind of has a connotation where they're like twirling uh, a cane or something and have a top hat. <laughs> uh, a walking zombie, you know, from a Walking Dead television show based on a Walking Dead comic uh, really makes a lot more sense. They could have called them shufflers or, or lumberers or... Uh... What do zombies do? They... Uh... Stumbles? Stumblers, yeah. Stumblers? Shamble? Shamble. Hey, Shamble's Shamble. pretty good. Shambler. The Shambling. Shambling. The Shambling Dead. Um, next, apparently the Walking Dead booth will be a semi-recreation of a scene from the pilot episode. Nice. Might That's be a fun. tank. Oh, I bet it's a tank. There could be a tank there with, because uh, they have, like, half the tank is cut out, right? So you can shoot the interior? Uh, yeah, I guess so. That'd be awesome to have on set. That oh, would be cool. Right there in the booth. Now, I didn't, uh, I don't think I wrote it down in my notes, but I did read somewhere that uh, Frank Darabont said that the first episode, the pilot, ends with, um, uh, with Rick in a tank getting to, to Atlanta. Yeah, in the tank. We yeah. already knew that, right? We knew that, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, we, gotta had a, be... we had a script walkthrough. Oh, we that's talked right. about the script walkthrough. That's right. So at the time, we weren't sure if that was, uh, that was valid or not. Or authentic, but it sounds There's like a it tank. was. a tank. I saw a picture. Well, I know that, but we didn't know some of the more fine details of where it ended and stuff like that. Right. Um, but anyway, so uh, that's exciting. The annual Comic-Con Zombie Walk takes place during Comic-Con. It's on Saturday, July 24th at 6 p.m. If you want, would like to go, it's on the corner of 4th and Broadway in downtown San Diego. I do love a good zombie walk. Yeah, we've been to a number of them here in Toronto. Um, reps from The Walking Dead will be on hand with swag. So they'll just be there to give stuff out to people. Nice. I would love some some Walking Dead swag, let me tell you. Yeah, Jenny was going to knit some uh, for the zombie walk, the annual zombie walk here in Toronto. Uh, Jenny, my <clears> wife, <throat> was going to knit some uh, fingers. 
that she found a, a pattern for uh, like crocheted severed fingers. You know, you'd have the gray kind of finger with a little fingernail and a little bit of red yarn at the end for blood and stuff. And she was going to knit a bunch of those and hand them out. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good fingers. idea, but uh, it seems like a lot of work for a giveaway. <laughs> it does seem like we're going to do up a few hundred of those. We're going to make we... some zombie fingers, severed fingers. I, we might as well just keep them, put them in a bowl, put them on the table. Yeah. The that's... cats would eat them. We can't do that. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, well. Good good conversation starter. Though. Yeah, it's a good idea. Oh, my God, what are those? My zombie fingers. Oh, and eyeballs. <laughs> and eyeballs. <laughs> Perfect. Maybe an ear. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's it for Comic-Con details. There's all kinds of stuff going on at Comic-Con. You know, I'm just so sad that I can't go to experience it all, but if The Walking Dead goes well and this podcast goes well, we're going next year. Oh, of course. We're going. There's no, we're just doing it. We yes. got to. Um, okay, moving right along. Andrew Lincoln from IGN. There's an interview with him. Uh, on the special effects, he said, every day I go to work and it's artistry what's being done. It's funny because we had two days with John Bernthal, Bernthal, who plays fellow cop Shane, and this was pre-apocalypse. It was amazing because I felt like we were doing a cop show. And then suddenly I had that first day where I met my first zombie and I went, oh, this is the show we're in. <laughs> <laughs> so two things that's interesting here. We know the makeup and the zombies are going to be amazing. He's yeah. just reiterating that. Two full days of shooting pre-apocalypse cop stuff. Well, there's a whole shootout, right? Well, in the comic, it starts with, you know, one page, like four panels of a shootout. And then Rick gets shot, bang, he, he wakes up a month later in the hospital. But with the TV show, they got to wrap a little context around <clears throat> that, right? You got to have a little car chase. You got to have a little setup of uh, uh, Frank, uh, Frank, uh, Rick, Rick and Shane uh, hanging out together and being cop buddies and then getting into a situation. And then the situation progresses and escalates. And then, you know, it ends with... Uh, with them getting shot and waking up in the hospital kind of thing. That would take some time. That's two days worth of work right there. Yeah. I mean, it only, may only be five or seven minutes on the, in, the actual, uh, in the actual episode, but uh, that's two days worth of work. I suspect it's going to be a little bit more than that. Because we know we're getting a bit of flashback-type story here, it's going to be intercut into that's the show. That's true. It's not going to be linear, pre-apocalypse, shootout, hospital, you know, zombie apocalypse. Right. We're, it's going to be cut in. So I think we might get a little bit more than that. We're going to see Rick interacting with his family and with his coworkers, the other police, before all this happens. And that's good. I mean, it adds context to yeah. everything somewhat. It gives you a little bit more idea of what these people were like before everything went crazy. I'm a, I'm a fan of the flashbacks, so that's okay. Yeah, I think so too. I think Lost did it really well. Lost did it very, very well. Um, and I and flash forwards, flash sideways, flash different place and time. And... Say what you will about Lost. Um, I think there was a lot more to like about that show than dislike, and the flashbacks were never, or flash forwards or whatever, were never a problem. Right. They they served the story really well, and they served the characters really well. So, The Walking Dead. I don't expect we're going to get it throughout the series. I don't think. Assume that four years from now, when we're in season four, we're going to be flashing back to pre-apocalypse. But you never know. But you never know. I mean, they did it with Lost. They did it, uh, you know, throughout the entire series. Uh, they they could easily do that with with flashbacks. Have the characters flashback, new characters flashback to pre-apocalypse. New characters could, or, or even post-apocalypse. I mean, you know, if you meet a new character two seasons in, three seasons in, you might get their backstory since you know since the the zombie outbreak occurred you right. never know 
Well, it also, we reported earlier that there's, uh, we're going to see a flashback of the death of Sophia's father. It's a rumor, but maybe. Yeah. And so there, this, there might be building on a flashback type structure, right? To yeah. have flashbacks of characters because that kind of information is, uh, is important. Mm-hmm. To know how uh, you know context for this for the character development to to know how they got to the point uh, where they are well and it 's important because it gives us an idea of how people have changed right how they 've reacted to their surroundings and what they what kind of people they were before versus what kind of people they are now right and i mean that's what's so interesting about most of these characters we don't really get it in the comic but we do get an idea of it right we get it we just get it using a different mechanism than flashbacks we get it through uh conversation you know i can't believe how different this is uh than you know when the before this all happened i can't believe that we're doing this now instead of you know, making fried eggs and bacon for breakfast. <laughs> you know, instead of that, we're, uh, you know, stabbing zombies in the head through a fence. Yeah, and having to kill people that we know and love and so on. Yeah. So, so then, you know, it's a different mechanism. They, uh, having that in the TV show where it's just conversation about, you know, what the life was life was like before, you know, it might not work in a television type uh, type setting. So maybe they're using a flashback mechanism to to replace that. Yeah. And that's good. I'm okay with that. Sounds good to me. Next on the list here, oh, the full first full cast photo was released. Ooh. Now, I take it you've seen this photo? I just clicked link. I have uh, the ability to link to uh, to photos. You're pulling it up right now? I am. This is, in my opinion, an absolutely amazing oh cast my God. shot. I love how this thing looks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, on one hand, I'm glad you're seeing it for the first time and getting a reaction. On the other Whoa. hand, prepare for the damn show, man. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> All right. So, what is this? Turn your iPad around. Let me let me take a look at that. Do it this way. What is oh, this? I pushed a button. Oh, sorry. What does this photo remind you of? Does it does it evoke anything in your mind? Uh, in particular. Like, it doesn't remind me of anything, I don't think, but just, uh, I don't know. There's some people who look like they're looking towards the future. Some people are, like, looking at other people going in awe, uh, and uh, other people are pointing guns at zombies. To me, I think it's, speaking of Lost, I think it's reminiscent of some of the Lost It is reminiscent shots. of some of some The way of they're all sort of standing there in a group. I mean, Lost loved to do those sort of lineups of all the characters. Yeah. Um, in Lost, they were usually looking, it was farther back, and they were looking kind of at the camera. This isn't so much like that. We got characters looking off in different directions, doing different things, but just the tone of it and sort of the colors and everything just reminds me of Lost a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's also reminiscent. The West Wing used to do that as well, right, for their uh, for their shots. Mm, I've never seen those. So the, the, the West Wing did something similar, and uh, I really like the background. Did you notice the background? Like way in the back that looks like the comic book zombies. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's very cool. So like they've got a, a side by each picture uh, up, up higher up in the article. Right. Uh, where, uh, you know, the background of just the, the gray on gray zombies in the background, the horde coming. And, uh, oh, this, this shot is awesome. I think it's an amazing shot, too. I was really, really excited when I saw it for the first time. Everybody just looks so amazing. They just look so they cool. They do. You know, all the main actors are there. You know, no doubt this was released kind of leading up to the panel at Comic-Con. Yep. You know, everybody knows the casting now, so here they all are. Get a load of this kind of thing. Glenn looks awesome. I just, <clears throat> I like Glenn in the background. 
Yeah, he's good. He looks like Glenn. Well, that's how I picture Glenn. Exactly. It's the hat. It's the hat that does it. Well, of course, it's the hat. <laughs> so it's an amazing photo, folks. If you want to see it, uh, go search it out on the internet. I'll probably post a version of it with this episode on Talking Dead Podcast later tonight, too. Um, okay, next up, we've got a couple of quick notes here. Um, came across some info that some new Walking Dead merchandise is going to be available in October. Good. Gee, interesting timing. <laughs> yeah, you think right, it'll be right late? before the show comes on. Yes. <laughs> Walking Dead books and stuff has been notoriously late. Um, no, no, October seems a little aggressive. <laughs> it does, because one of the things that are supposed to come out is the next hardcover, yeah. which that's a good six months early than based on their current schedule. Yeah. Right? Um, They're probably being aggressive. Because, you know, you have to cross uh, market this stuff. Of course. You know, if you have to have the TV feed off the book and the book feed off the TV. And yeah, it makes sense. And I really hope uh, they release on time. Oh, it absolutely makes sense. I'm, I'm not denying that. I'm just sort of a little skeptical based on how everything else comes out late, it seems like. Um, but with the TV show there, they're probably going to work extra hard to get it done. So it's exciting that the next hardcover is coming because I love reading The Walking Dead on hardcover. Yep. And uh, that's cool. Also coming out is a covers book uh, of the first 50 issues, the full-color covers with added sketch material and commentary. This is something else that apparently has been in the works for a long time but was canceled or at least put on indefinite hold. I guess now they see the opportunity to put it out and sell a few books. uh, That's great. I'm just thinking I should buy three copies of the covers book, one to keep in its original packaging, one to peruse at my leisure, and a third one to uh, take the pages out and get them framed. (laughs) That'd be cool. A full 50 50 framed photos of the the covers. Be a full gallery. Yeah. That would be cool. I'm going to buy it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's going to be a great book. I don't own... Uh, all the individual issues. In no, fact, so far I only own one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the number 74 that just came out last month. Um, but from here on in, I'm going to be buying them. But it's going to be cool to have a book with 50 of the covers in it, plus additional material, like from the, from the artists and from Kirkman mm-hmm. about drawing it and coming up with the concept and stuff like that. Now, there's also going to be T-shirts. Headstab and I Heart the Walking Dead. Apparently, that's what I heard. Yeah, I don't know what headstab means. Well, I know what it means, but I don't know exactly what we're going to get there. Yeah, I don't know what the context <clears throat> is. And, of course, I Heart the Walking Dead. Everybody knows what that means. Yeah, that's good. I, I wore my What the Frack t-shirt yesterday. I was very happy about that. That's exciting. Yeah, my Battlestar Galactica <laughs> shirt. Love that shirt. They let you wear that to work? No. Yesterday was Sunday. Oh, dude. yeah, you're right. <laughs> don't go to work on Sundays. No. So anyways, Walking Dead merch coming in October. Everyone run out and buy it because you should have this stuff, right? Uh, yeah. And support the show and the comic. And support everything. Support everything, really. <laughs> um, okay, finally in the news this week, and this is something that just came out today as well. I thought I'd slot it in. It's not directly related to the TV show or the comic book, but it is Robert Kirkman related. Apparently, he's going to be launching a graphic novel publisher for up-and-coming writers and artists, I suppose. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a division of Image Comics, which is, of course, the company that releases The Walking Dead, and it's going to be called Skybound. Uh, It says here it it will give a new generation of comic book artists and creators the opportunity to publish their works as Skybound originals. So it sounds cool. The first one he's, he's releasing is called Witch Doctor, 
and he's going to announce it during the spotlight panel at uh, Comic-Con this week. Well, so that, that's nice when uh, you can give back. Exactly. To a community that, uh, where you came from. He's sharing the wealth a little bit, I guess. Oh, yeah, really sharing the stuff. wealth and just kind of uh, supporting, uh, you know, people that uh, that like to have a leg up, that would like to have a leg up. I mean, if I, was, if I could draw at all, I'd be very happy about this. Yeah, I mean, this is, there's, there's probably tons and tons and tons of people out there who write even casually or, or semi-seriously, but don't really know where to go with it, don't know how to get it off the ground, take it to the next level. Yep. And this is the kind of opportunity that might give them the chance to, to do something with their work, right? right? I'm very proud to say that uh, I can draw a straight line with a ruler. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't think that'll be released as a graphic novel. No, it probably uh, it probably won't get released. Straight Line with a Ruler by Jason Miles. Yeah. Now, it's important, the uh, the line, to have a consistent line. While you're drawing with a pencil, you have to rotate the pencil so the sharpness of the pencil stays consistent for the entire length of that line. And That's I was good. always very good at that. That's good to know. Because I took a whole five courses of drafting in high school. To well, do, be able to do that. That's very good to know. <laughs> Rotate the pencil, everybody. Rotate the pencil. If you take one thing away from this episode, it should be that. That's right. All right. So that's it for the news this week. There was so much news. It took it took almost it took a half an hour to get through it all. It's wow. incredible. Um, yeah. As I always say, there's more and more news coming out all the time. And so far, it's all been good. I'm just waiting for that one thing to come out. And I'm not so sure if I'm happy about it or not. What do you mean? I don't know. There's bound to be something released that doesn't excite me, but not yet. Wait a minute. I'm confused. So you're waiting for one thing to come out that you're not happy about? Okay. I'm not <laughs> waiting for it. I'm just uh, expecting it. I'm not even expecting it. I don't know. So you don't, you're, I don't understand. <laughs> there's nothing to understand. Don't right. worry. You're looking, you're, you like all the news that has come out some, so far, and there's nothing that's come out that has been uh, something that makes you worried about what the quality of the TV show is going to be like. There's not nothing that hasn't or has come out that isn't or is not possibly great. How about that? That's <laughs> not, hasn't been awesome. That clarifies everything. <laughs> okay, let's get into this week's listener feedback. We've got a couple of calls and one brief email. Here's the first call. Everyone listen to this. Well, thank you for calling in. That was uh, that was great to hear. Uh, I, I know you're excited about the show, and, and so am I. Yeah, but that's that's great. Thank you. It's uh, that kind of input is is really appreciated, and uh, it's it's great to hear that you're going to be watching the show from the beginning. People don't get pocket phone calls anymore. What phone calls? Pocket when your pocket calls somebody. Remember, you used to have a oh. phone before they had flip phones, and you, you forgot to key lock your phone, and mm. uh, your phone would call somebody. Yeah. I've had Dave's kids call me a few times. That's kind of what that sounded like, isn't it? Yeah. Either that or it was a zombie calling us. Yeah, usually they moan a little louder. Though. Now, speaking of zombie calls. Can zombies use phones? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I think so. Because we have an email here from Ryan. Uh, Ryan doesn't say where he's from, but he writes in and says, A few days ago, there was a YouTube video showing some zombie extras taking a break on the set, but it was removed. That's However, the one. That's yes. the one I heard of. I screen, he screen-capped it before the removal, so he sent me some screen-caps. Now, I actually watched the video because I, I came across it before it was removed, and until, Ryan, you wrote in, I didn't realize it had been taken down. 
Um, you didn't see it, did you? No, I didn't see it, but I'd, uh, I saw a news item about it. You know what? It wasn't much. It really was just three zombies standing around in a room, and one of them was using a cell phone. So, Oh, I guess they can. That answers your question. I guess they can. I would assume that at least one of them would have been smoking. Um, I don't remember any smoking. If one I was of, dressed up like a zombie, I'd smoke. <laughs> one of them's... One of them, maybe not a cigarette. One of them was sticking his tongue out, but they all looked pretty cool. I'm going to take these photos that Ryan was nice enough to send, and I'm going to post them on the website and see what happens. Oh, wow. So uh, everybody check. Cease and desist letter on its way. I hope so. (laughs) Well, no, I don't. Everybody check TalkingDeadPodcast.com after you listen to this. There's a few uh, shots there from the video, courtesy of Ryan. Ryan, thank you very much. We've got one more phone call to do. It's a bit of a long one. It's from our friend in California named Evil Prodigy. Here we go. Gentlemen, good afternoon. California zombie expert Evil Prodigy here. I just want to tell you guys, love this week's show. Um, Wish it was a little bit longer, but I guess we all have uh, other stuff to do. Can't uh, sit in front of a mic constantly. At any rate, I wanted to share uh, a little bit of crazy information I heard from a homeless guy out here in California I was uh, walking out of the gas station and he was outside with his little sign, you know, we'll work for food, etc. Threw him a buck. When I did that, he starts ranting and raving. Um, August 27th, Mars is going to be as close as it's ever been to Earth. It's going to cause the dead to rise. The dead are going to rise. Kind of creeped me out a little bit, uh, stuck in my head, you know, Computer Carl, who we call this guy, is a little crazy, um, but it caused me to look it up online. Sure as hell, August 27th, Mars is going to be bigger than the moon in the sky, so they say. Wondering if you guys have any feedback on that. Um, also interested in uh, your guys' maybe top two zombie novels or uh, zombie movies. Uh, I'm curious what your guys' favorites are. At any rate, you all have an excellent uh, afternoon and make it a great weekend. Look forward to the next cast. Take care. Evil Prodigy out. Okay, thanks, Evil Prodigy, for writing in. Apparently, there's a homeless dude near a gas station by him that says that Mars is going to be closer to Earth than it ever has been and cause the dead to rise. Okay, so Computer Carl has... uh, (laughs) Yes, you Computer know, he, Carl, the homeless guy. <laughs> right. The computer Carl with his uh, will work for food sign has declared that uh, on August 27th, the uh, Mars is going to be closer to the Earth than it ever has, and it's going to cause the, the, the dead to walk, uh, yes. the zombies to become alive. So I got a couple issues with that. One, uh, Mars may or may not be coming really close to the Earth and be larger than the moon at that point. Uh, well, I think I don't think that's up for debate. According to Evil Prodigy, it, it is actually coming close to Earth. Whether it's bigger than the moon in the sky, yeah. that seems a little unlikely, but hey, I'm no astronomer. The only problem I have with that is that if it does cause the dead to rise and uh, zombies to walk the Earth, that means that uh, zombies are caused by gravity. Because Mars coming close to Earth, the only effect it can really have on us, other than looking really huge and freaking us all out, is that uh, there will be some kind of gravitational force pulling the dead out of the ground and forcing them to walk around. Well, A, yeah, why not? (laughs) And B, maybe there's something about Mars that we don't know, that just getting it this close, some other force or or whatever will be exerted on the Earth that will cause the, the dead to rise. Okay. Who knows? 
what about the last part of his call? I'm skeptical about yeah, uh, Computer Carl. And maybe Computer Carl put that on the internet. <laughs> maybe. He is Computer Carl. He is Computer Carl, Carl yeah. <laughs> um, I have Talking Carl on my iPhone. Yeah, me is that, too. Is that close? I don't think it's the same guy. Um, let's quickly, what about the last part of his call? He wants to know if we have favorite zombie movies or novels. Um, I'm not sure I've ever read a zombie novel. Well, I read graphic novels. Sure. Um, I have. Now this is a question we should probably put a little bit of thought into because I like, I like a lot of different zombie movies and picking a favorite would be tough because it's a bit of a moving target for me. You know, I mean, they're all great in different ways. Well, most of them, some are just crappy, but uh, you know, on on on, if I was sitting down in front of my TV and I had to pick a zombie movie to put on, I might throw on Shaun of the Dead. I really do love Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I really love Twenty Eight Weeks Later. I like Twenty Eight Days Later, but and it's an unpopular decision. But I like the second one better. It's not popular with me. The first one is better. No, Twenty Eight Days Later is much better than Twenty Eight <laughs> Weeks Later. Okay, fine. Um, and then, you know, of course, the Romero movies are great. It's hard to pick one out of that, that list. Um, you remember when we saw Dead Snow at yep. the, the Toronto After Dark Film Festival yes. last year? Yep. That was a movie I'd seen before the festival. Didn't like it that much. But then when I sat down with an audience and everyone was really into it, it that's, was a fantastic experience. That's the thing. I mean, as far as zombie movies go, it would have to be the ones that I saw with a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. Dead Snow, I really enjoyed. Uh, you know, the After Dark Film Festival is fantastic. <laughs> and going to see uh, that kind of movie with a crowd of people that enjoy that kind of movie is so much more entertaining than uh, flicking on, uh, you know, Dawn of the Dead while you're sitting at home by yourself, even though that can be scary in its own way. Oh, that can be great, too. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, I I didn't like Dead Snow. But then with the right atmosphere, it was just fantastic. Um I'd have to go with Wreck. I was just going to bring up Wreck, the Spanish film. It's uh, it's it's a zombie movie. Um, yes, it but is. it's it's not quite your typical zombie movie. It's That's almost what makes it so good. It's almost a monster film. Like I'd almost hesitate to call it a zombie film. But it's close enough that I think it ca- I think it qualifies, and that's another one I really liked. And that's also another one that uh, you saw before seeing it with the crowd. But we did go see it at the Blur Cinema. Yes. Uh, and again, seeing that one with the crowd was uh, much more enjoyable than if I had seen it, you know, with just you and me sitting in front of a TV with our shirts off. Uh, well, that wouldn't happen. No, <laughs> or help at all. <laughs> Good God! Let's watch this one with our shirts off. No thanks. Go home. <laughs> you may leave now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wreck, Wreck, I liked a lot uh, have, yeah. watching it at home, and I still liked it a lot in the theater. Um, didn't like the American version Quarantine very much at all. I liked it. I liked Quarantine. Not as much as Wreck, but I did enjoy Quarantine. It was virtually shot for shot. Oh, yeah. Um, there was some aspects to it that uh, weren't as good as Wreck, like when the uh, the body falls from the top of the stairs to the bottom. Mm-hmm. In Wreck, it's just the body fell, and there was a splat. In uh, uh, Quarantine, there was a... Uh, like, they warned you it was coming. Here it comes, I yeah. didn't enjoy that. What the thing that bugged me the most about that, for some stupid reason, is that the final scene of the film, if anyone has seen it, spoiler alert, I mean, if you haven't seen it. If you've the, seen the trailer. For, yeah, you've if seen you've it. seen the trailer, you've seen the final scene. If you've seen the poster for the movie, you've seen the final scene of the film. That's very annoying. It's so stupid. Like, why... I know it's a remake. I know everyone saw the original, but why do that? Why, you know, put it out there right in people's faces before they've even seen the movie? Yeah. So I think it boils down to, for movies, I can't pick two. I like a lot of movies, and yeah. 
they're all my favorites depending on what uh, time of day it is and where the moon is in around the earth <laughs> yes or mars for that matter or where mars is you know yeah. on the 27th of august who knows which zombie movie i'm going to enjoy or if i'll be busy uh, you know moving into the nearest mall well and speaking of novels i haven't read a lot of them but i have read world war z ah or, yes for our american friends world war z um loved 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 that book written yeah. by max brooks max who brooks is the son of mel brooks he seems to have made a career writing about zombies. That's good. Great for him. You've also read uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. No, I, I own it, but I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. I have read The Zombie Survival Guide, also written by Max Brooks. Yep. Both great books. World War, uh, World War Z is the best, though. Yeah, They're making that into a movie. Very, very slowly. Very slowly. what I hear. And now, I listened to both of those uh, in audio editions. I, uh, I got the audio editions of both of those books. I have the Zombie Survival Guide in audio edition and the real one. Mm-hmm. And I've read them both, or listened to one and read the other. And uh, I listened to the, uh, it's the abridged version of World War Z, or World War Z. Uh, but the, uh, it has famous actors doing voiceovers, sort of like a radio play. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very good as well. Next time we have Dave on the show, we'll have to ask him about zombie novels because I believe he's read some books by an author named Brian Keene, yep. um, one of which is called City of the Dead, Ooh. and he's got a couple, at least one more, maybe a couple of uh, other zombie-related novels. Um, Dead he's, Sea. He's a little more well-rounded zombie-wise than, uh, than I am, that's for sure. Dave, yeah, yeah. he's certainly read more books anyways. But uh, Brian Keene is a popular author who's written some, and maybe someday I'll read some of those. Oh, but... Dave's a big, huge horror fan in huge. general. Huge. Much bigger than you or I. <laughs> well, I guess so. Um, so we'll ask him about that. Um, finally, thanks for calling, you guys, and thanks for writing in. That's great. If you would like to do so, you can as well. Um, TalkingDeadPodcast.com or our voicemail line. As I pull it up here, because I haven't memorized the number yet. It's 1586, something 1586. Yeah. Oh, it's loading. All right. Well, while that's loading, um, why don't you tell us if there are any new iTunes comments or five-star reviews to share? We do. We have two uh, new five-star reviews, one in the Canadian store and one in the U.S. store. And I was thinking there are a lot of iTunes stores. If uh, any of you fine listeners uh, do put in a review... Uh, in a store that is not the Canadian store or the U.S. store, let us know so we can go take a look. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. Uh, and, and again, thank you for doing it. It really, really helps the cause. It does. I don't regularly log into the Czech Republic and look at uh, <laughs> iTunes there, although I did do that today. There are no f- reviews on the Czech Republic store. Briefly, before you read those, um, the, the primary stores are, of course, the American one, the Canadian one, and the United Kingdom one. I, I, know, I tried that, too. I know France, Germany, and those countries all have stores, too, and they're very popular for all you people in those countries. Um, but there are, my point is there are a lot of countries out there that only have app stores because the iPhone is available in their country, right. but Apple doesn't sell movie or TV content or music content in some cases in those countries. Right. So um, I don't know if those app store, those exclusively app store ones have podcasts as well. Okay, so I checked Canadian, I checked the U.S. store, I checked the U.K. store, and I checked the Czech Republic store. I checked the Czech Republic. <laughs> uh, and uh, those are the four stores that I checked. Okay. So, uh, And you got a couple of new I ones. I got a couple. Of, for the Canadian store, I've got uh, the Big 420 on July 13th. That's his name, the Big 420, which is a good name, really. 
Uh, great stuff from the start. These guys are well-spoken, don't goof off too much, and provide great news updates on the upcoming show. But really, it's just awesome for any fan of The Walking Dead. Thank you, The, the Big 420? The Big 420. There's a reference there that I'm not going to get into. Is there? Yes. You'll tell me later? I will. Okay, that's good, because that's a good name, and I don't understand the reference. So in the U.S. store by Ryan Chaos 322 on July 15th, great podcast for the Walking Dead fans, zombie fans, and all-around horror fans. Well-spoken and great quality. Keep up the work. Great work, guys. Now, something has struck me about these. Thank you again, everybody, for writing in. But most of them say we're well-spoken. I think maybe it's a running joke. It, could, it probably it probably is really because <laughs> we've we've commented on it before, so I think maybe it's a running joke against from these people. All right, well, if you're out there, people, I appreciate a good inside joke. It's great, absolutely. If you genuinely think we're well spoken, um, thank you very much. It means a lot to me. Um, if it's a running joke, well, hey, let's go with it. Why let's not? <laughs> Sounds good. Um, but as I said, thanks so much for leaving the five star reviews in iTunes. Uh, it is the best way for iTunes to notice us and maybe someday feature us on their on their front page because be that would be killer. That would just uh, you know a lot of eyeballs go through there and that's what we want. A lot of eyeballs and ears, yeah, go through there. A couple of a couple of eyeballs and ears per person on average. It really is. So sometimes two, sometimes one, sometimes three. You never know. You never know. Right? <laughs> so thanks so much for doing that. It is really really appreciated. Um, and that's going to wrap up this episode, my friend. Groovy. If you would like to contact us, please do so. TalkingDeadPodcast at gmail.com is the email address you can use to send us your comments or feedback. The phone number, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, is 206-202-1568. I was right. You'd think I could memorize that because it's only twos and zeros and sixes. And then 206 the year... 202 1568. There you go. That, that we'd make a rhyme out of it. 206 202 1568. A, that doesn't rhyme. Well, it rhymes with itself <laughs> almost perfectly. Yeah, almost. <laughs> um, but if you want to make a little jingle out of it, go right ahead. All right. I'll <laughs> think about it. Maybe I'll use a southern accent of some kind. Why not? I'll practice. Do that. Um, and otherwise, people, just go to TalkingDeadPodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can share uh, stuff, or you can tweet uh, the individual episodes. It, that's, a, that's a great little feature. I used that uh, last time. I tweeted the episode. It was great. Yeah, I, I noticed there's one extra than there usually is. because <laughs> I did it. There you go. You did it. Um, please, please do that. Again, it's great. Uh, you, you guys, you listeners, are the most important you know, aspect to this show. And without you guys, there'd be no point in doing it. So thank you so much for writing in and getting in touch. It is fantastic. Finally, before we go, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can find me twitter.com slash F E A R H U R S T Fearhurst. You can find Jason twitter.com slash Jason miles and with a Y L E S Jason miles with a Y. Cause why not? <laughs> M why not L E is. That's right. L E S is. Why not Miles? There you go. Um and Dave who couldn't join us this week but uh will be back in a couple of weeks is twitter.com slash R E N E R D. That's Renerd. Um next week, working on some big stuff. We might I I can't get into it, but we might have a special guest on the show next Groovy. week. You never know what's going to happen. So tune in for that. It's going to be a good one if it works out, and I really hope it does. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time on The Talking Dead. Good night. Good night.